Let's face it, women in sports are really underestimated and underrepresented, but we're changing game days for good. Tune in to find out how you can get your start in sports, how you can earn your seat at the table, and how we're making a difference. I'm Delaney Galbraith, and this is Game Day Girl. All right, welcome all my game day girls. Welcome to the Game Day Girl podcast hosted by me, Delaney Galbraith. I have so much to share with you guys. I'm so excited for all of this and really just to dive in on the why and why we're here and why this is important. Um, I'm really just going to start you guys with my story, my journey in sports and really what's led me to be here. Um, So just starting out, who am I? Obviously, my name is Delaney Galbraith, um, but I, I started out as just the same as most of you. I started at just a girl who got goosebumps every time her score her team scored I would literally like cry when my team lost in playoffs like I I was the little girl who just fell in love with the idea of a community and that's what sports is really at the end of the day is just a community of people who all care about something so similar it's it's honestly I get so like emotional over the fact that sports can do so much for our world. Um, So really, I just, I saw the beauty in it as such a young girl. Um, I saw really just how it made people feel. Um, So that grew and that grew and that grew. And then by the time I got to high school, I had, I had professors who, or I guess they were just teachers in high school. Um, I had a teacher, her name was Miss Mason, and she taught sports marketing. And I was like, that's so me. Um, I remember even at career day at school, I wore um, my penguin shirt and this white button down under it and a blazer over it. And people were like, what job are you supposed to be for career day at school? And I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a sports marketer. Like, can't you tell? I'm wearing my team logo and I'm wearing my blazer. Um, and a lot of people did not get it. I remember that very very well but um that class really opened me up to the idea it's so important to like recognize that there's jobs in sports early in our in our life because honestly up until my senior year of high school i really didn't recognize that the jobs in sports that there were were there um and you know i always knew that i love sports i was like i want to work in sports but i did not know that there was sports marketing there was there's so many jobs in sports, ladies. Like there's so many jobs that you don't know about that I'm going to open you guys up to and you're going to find your dream job in sports and that's what I'm here for is just really finding something that you're passionate about in this industry. But yeah, so it's so important really just to understand because before that I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna just work in fashion. Like I didn't really know. Um, so that's why it's so important to really recognize and spotlight these jobs and the things that we can do in our lives. But, um, that's why girls club has really focused on, you know, college students as well. But anyway, so going back to who I am. So I was that little girl who then developed her love for sports and I, took these classes and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then it came time for colleges. And this is going to be one of those things where I, I do not recommend that you guys follow my footsteps here. But um, yeah, I got rejected from a lot of schools that I wanted to go to Virginia Tech, Penn State. I, I really thought I was going to 
go to those schools and that was where I was going to begin my journey. I was not the, like, honestly, I was not the best student in high school. And I'm just being honest here because it is so important to be transparent, especially on the internet where everything seems fake. Um, So one thing I want to do is I want to be real with you guys on the things that I've made mistakes on in my life. And the first thing is that I was not a great student and I did not take my grades seriously for a long time. I always like loved school and like loved you know being a part of things I was on student government all the time I was always in leadership positions I was always in extracurriculars I did all three sports every single season of high school um but um yeah I I say three sports it was running always Uh, I did cross country track winter track and spring track so it was just once one technical sport but you know what I mean um but yeah like I I love I love the environment of school, but I was not a good student. I did not apply myself sometimes. Sometimes I would actively choose to ignore homework. Um, and I had to learn some lessons along the way. So when it came time to get my college um, acceptance letters in the mail, I remember one day, it was like November of my senior year, and my mom was like, okay, you got a couple acceptance letters right here. And I was like, I'm just going to choose. I had like Kansas State University and University of Alabama right in front of me and I quite literally like flipped a coin like I I did little to no background information all I knew was I want to go where the sports are and um you know I I flipped a coin and heads was Alabama and next thing I knew I was in Tuscaloosa Alabama and uh you know, I, I really began my sports journey there, um, and this is a this is a big thing I'm going to talk about on this podcast. Um, you guys are going to see a lot of things talked about on this podcast with starting our sports journeys, but one thing I really want to hone in on is getting involved like early, like with like club sports. Um, so I I did work in sports all four years at my university, and you're probably like, oh, she worked for the football team. No, I went and I worked for the club hockey team. Yep, I worked for the club hockey team all four years. Um, But let me tell you one thing. It was the best experience ever because I got to actually be a real responsible leader. Um, Because early on, I got promoted immediately after my freshman year to um, pretty much running the whole show. And it was so such an amazing experience for so many reasons. And the main one is that I grew up. I grew the fuck up real quick. Um, And pardon my French on that, but like it was a lesson I needed to learn so quickly. Because let me tell you what, remember when I said I wasn't good at grades in in high school? Um, Yeah, that translated to college. Uh, I, I will just be transparent on here. I failed five classes. Yep, five classes. I failed the same math class. Um, I had to take it three times, so I failed it twice. Um, I failed, you know, so many other classes as well, which is, you know, unfortunate because they were, they were like gen ed classes too. Like, they were like, if you really, like, I was trying, but I was not, I was not doing my best. I was, I was focusing on the wrong things in my life at that point. And, um, I remember I, that winter break of my sophomore year, I, I went to my grandma's house Um, and I just, I had just an entire mental breakdown. And the reason I'm sharing this is because, like I said, it's important to be transparent. It's important to talk about these things because this is real life and, um, we gotta learn to get to where we're going. So yeah, 
I had a giant mental breakdown. I was a mess. I was failing my classes. I couldn't keep control of all the things on my plate. I was still holding my leadership position with the club hockey team. And it quite literally was the only thing that was giving me like joy at that point. Um, And I had just like a real serious conversation with my father and my mom a lot of times. And I just remember my dad hugging me. And um, he said, "Why, why, why are you still crying? Like I literally cried for like probably like 72 hours straight he was like why are you still crying bug that's what he calls me um and i was like i just can't stop um and so i had to do some like real soul searching and not to get too you know transparent on here but yeah i I really had to dig deep and figure out what was making me you know motivate it and then something just clicked and i just I, I remember so vividly, I took out a journal and I wrote down the things that were my goals. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do so many big, exciting things. I'm going to work in sports. I'm going to lead. I'm going to be a strong leader in sports. And those are the things that I was writing down. I was kind of like affirmations, but um, I actually wrote down like specific um things and obviously those have changed now like my first goal on there was to work for an NHL foundation because I was very lucky with working for the club hockey team I actually early on I was able to figure out that I want to work for um, an NHL team's foundation and if you didn't know if you are like a person with a big heart um, there are community relations departments and foundation departments at most sports organizations and that is such a fulfilling role like um it's very time consuming i'll be honest and i'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah those jobs are such for the people with the big hearts and the people who just want to bring their love of sports and their love of people together um so definitely recommend community relations foundation because i i was lucky to figure out that was a job and um some people don't realize that there's roles in that but anyway so i remember i wrote down i wanted to work for an nhl foundation i wrote down that i wanted to have a dog (laughs) um i wrote down like i want to have a straight a semester i want to make president's list i want to do this i want to do that there were so many things that i wrote down that um i wrote um and i just wanted to focus really on my health and my my mental physical emotional health um and writing those down I was like, you know what, it isn't enough to write these down. So I taped them to my door. Um, I had I cut out this cloud and I wrote Delaney Gwenin's dreams on there. And I just sticked all of my dreams around it. And every morning I woke up and I looked at it and I said, these are my dreams and I'm going to get them. And it's going to take me a while to learn my lessons. And you know what? I did. I learned my lessons. And part of that is like COVID. I actually think COVID when my school went online, I like thankfully like really found a a breathing point where I was like able to just take a deep breath and say I can do this um so you know I'm not saying I'm thankful for the pandemic but I am saying that um because obviously I am not but I am saying that that breathing point was actually somewhat good for me to take some weight off my shoulders reflect um thankfully I Um, I'm very thankful for my boyfriend, Trey. He, I started dating him, um, right after my, my mentee B and, uh, he really helped me out a lot as well. But, um, 
besides the points, like going from there, like that's where I really started to grow. So when COVID was over and Alabama was like full and swing again, I just went like a hundred percent at it. I said, these are my dreams. I'm going to get them. So here's the things I did to immediately get a job in sports right out of college. Um, so my senior year, I was running that hockey team like nobody's business. I had so many different departments. I was I was running it really efficiently. And I'm so thankful for all the people I worked with because, you know, we all got to be strong leaders together and we all got to learn lessons. And um, if there is one thing I tell you guys, it's that go work for a club hockey team or something or like a club sport and get some real like respect earned and get some real experience and like some leader positions because being a leader is so important when you can be a leader to your friends that is such an incredible lesson learned Um, I was literally the boss of many of my best friends at the time and I had to I'd be fair but firm with them and that's something my dad says Um, he says be fair but firm And what that is that, you know, you are a friend, but you also have to focus on, you know, the job that you have to do. So really, if I if I can tell you guys something to do, like go go be a leader, um, because leading is how you learn Um, anyway. So going off of that, I was leading my hockey team. I was doing all these big things. I was doing really, really big projects. And um, like I hosted a military appreciation night. The idea was not started by me, but I I took it up um, when, you know, the oldest people of the organization had left. So it was left to me to run. Um, And I really grew it into something big. We ended up raising so much money for the American Legion, doing jersey auctions, doing things that like we're not typical for a club sport, but we were like bringing it out of its shell. Um, and so around September of my senior year, I sent messages. I And here's, here's a tip, guys. LinkedIn is for professional networking. If your professor is telling you to keep your LinkedIn network close and that you should only friend people that you know, they're telling you wrong. You're doing it wrong. I'm being 100% serious that you need to be using your LinkedIn to connect with business professionals, okay? Because they will accept it. They will, honestly. Like, I am connected to, like, the senior vice president of the NHL, and she has, like, no real reason to be connected to me on there other than the fact that, like, I post about sports a lot, but that's an example of one person I'm connected to so what I did is the senior of my senior year um in September of my senior year um of college I friended or connected with every person at the Boston Bruins because I knew I was probably going to Boston um I was friending people or connecting with people um in other organizations as well but I was connecting with all of them and I was liking their content and I was commenting on it and they started to learn my name and then around October I sent a message and I sent it to a couple different people in the Boston Bruins organization and I just said hey I'm looking for a contact as to who would be in charge of this department so that I can um, inquire about a role um, or I would just ask them like some some questions just I would say like um, like I would just talk to them about their jobs like people want to talk about themselves Ask them how they got their job. Chances are they want to tell the story. Here's what you're not going to do. You are not going to ask them for 10 minutes of their time. 
that should not be your first message to them. And this is so important. And I will say it, I will do a whole separate episode on just LinkedIn and networking and how you should be using that. But you should not be asking them for 10 minutes of their time or an informational interview in your first message. And you know why? These people are busy. They are really busy. Um, And chances are their well-being is like the time outside of work that they need to have for themselves. And not that they're not willing to give up that time to talk to you because they are. Um, But get to know them first, like ask them about themselves, ask them how they got their start there, because you can learn from that, first of all. And second of all, it like they love talking about themselves. Um, And then that's what's really going to lead you into the conversation of can you direct me in the right direction of who I can get in contact for a position in this department or how do you how do you suggest that I apply or something that is going to stand out a little bit more other and some but you have to connect with them so that they don't just refer you to the application process. You need to get to know them and you need to establish a connection so that they remember your name and then that way when it's time for applications you're at the top of the list. Somebody can recommend you. Um, and that is a serious way people get jobs. So just please note that. Um, but yeah, so I, I sent the, these messages out and I was in luck. And thankfully, I actually ended up getting an informational interview first. And then she said, in a couple months, send me a message and um, I'll interview you for a position. Originally, I was interviewing for an intern position. Yeah, I was going to be an intern right out of college, which by the way, that is completely normal and fine. If that is where your sports journey takes you and that's the first step in your sports journey, that is valid and that is completely fine. But I'm also going to give you resources to potentially not end up in an intern position right out of college and I'll, I'll tell you how you can get there. So um, stay tuned for episodes about that. But um, So essentially from there, that's when I really was able to um, get my next interview. I talked with her. I really impressed her. One thing I did to really impress these people was the first thing I did, and this is, you know, looking back, I'm like, this is a good idea, and nobody does this. Um, I printed out my portfolio in a hardbound Book. I printed it through Walgreens um, and it was literally like a like um, like a hardbound book like a children's book you know like the um, like the literally like the children's book it was hardbound and it had these nice pages that were glossy and it had all the information about me um, and about you know the projects I worked on what I'm passionate on and then I also put ideas for the Boston Bruins um, in there as well and Then also in my interview, I created a slideshow deck of information. And while they were interviewing me, I screen shared it. Yeah, mm -hmm, I screen shared it for them. Um, And they were impressed. But um, I'm telling you, go to Walgreens and or go online to Walgreens photo and print out your portfolio because I mailed it to them. And the first thing they said to me is nobody has ever done this before. This is so cool. And like, was it 100% necessary? No, but it made me stand out in an application pool of probably 50 people. Um, and I, I became the top of the list. So that is, that's how that works. And 
I actually didn't end up applying like via an, an application link, thankfully, but you know, I'm just saying like in terms of what application pool numbers are typically is like they're they're high of like 100, 200. Um, and now another way of is if you're really not comfortable with mailing something in the mail like that, um, just send a thank you letter that says thank you for interviewing me because you know what? People tell you all the time to send a thank you letter and you know who does it? Nobody. Literally nobody. Um, thank them for their time and mean it. Connect with them on a personal level. If it just says thank you, you're doing it wrong. If it says thank you and I really resonate with this and this really inspired me and I really hope I get the, the opportunity to work with you in the future and this and that, but it's not begging for a job. It's just simply appreciating them and appreciating the work they've done. That really means something. And that is like a lost art. Um, that's another thing I did is I sent thank you layers. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting a job um, with the Boston Bruins Foundation right out of college. Um, and originally I thought I was going to be an intern, but thankfully I ended up being the foundation assistant, which was so incredible. I really got so many opportunities. Like I remember like within my first week of being there, I was like working these really big events. And I remember like, I was just like watching, like walking down for like something. And um, I was in the elevator with like, like Don Sweeney and then I like next thing I know like I have an event the next week and we're like I'm communicating with the players on you know doing these heartfelt things for people in their community and I wasn't like directly communicating with them but I was like working with them like I was and that that was cool you know it was like such a really cool experience um and you know just bringing the team to the community is so important and just sports having an impact on the community that they're in is so important and that's really why I chose community relations and foundation work because it made me feel so just good about the work I was doing. Um, now I will say community relations and foundation jobs are very time consuming based on what league you're in um, and I'll be completely honest like when I took my Boston Bruins job, like it was part time, I was getting paid probably I think it was fifteen dollars an hour, and then um, and then right after that, I took a job with a team in the ECHL league as their community relations coordinator, um, and yeah, I I did that full time as well for a year, and then I took girls club full time. And so now I'm really just going to talk to you about what Girls Club is. I know this has been a long intro to, you know, my process, but there's so many things that I did that made me stand out that nobody has ever done um, or and nobody will do because, you know, I, I can say it as many times as I can say it. How many times do I say it until somebody's going to do it? That's my question because I've, I've said it a lot and, um, you know, I, I still have yet to see people do similar things to what I was doing. I'm seeing people make small efforts, but, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I was like the best person there was, but I am saying I was getting creative and I was thinking outside the box. And that's really what I'd like to see more people do. Um, but yeah, so now what is Girls Club? Um, Girls Club is the ultimate platform for girls looking to make a statement in the ultimate boys club sports. Um, so yeah, so 
As we know, the sports industry can feel like it's not very inviting for women. How do we take a seat at the table? How do we shatter this glass ceiling? Well, you know what? A lot of that has to do with motivation. Um, but Girls Club is just ultimately this platform, this community for the females who want to work in sports, the females who love sports, just enjoy it, and the female athlete as well. You know, just any woman who has an interest in sports to any degree. Um, so I founded that um, about a year and a half ago. It started as just a podcast with me and my friend Katie. She's one of my best friends. Um, we actually did a podcast last year, um, and I'm just so thankful for her and like the opportunities. So we created the podcast together, and I had always mentioned to her that I was going to kind of um, take it to another level and like run it like a business. And so that's kind of what I did. And she's still one of my best friends, and um, and you know, I'll talk about how we've gotten to do so many things through Girls Club together as well. But um, yeah, so we started doing a podcast together, um, but now I'm doing just the solo podcast and I'm gonna hone in on similar things, but I'm gonna get a little more specific and talk about how you can stand out, stuff like that. But yeah, so I, I then uh, formed a LLC for the business and I, I really took it from there and you know we actually just launched a nonprofit as well um, for the club chapters to be run through as well um, so I'm very thankful I am 23 years old and I am the CEO of my own sports company that is evolving into a sports net media network um, which is so freaking cool and then I am also the president of the foundation which is like I I'm like I can't believe I'm 23 and I have my own podcast, I'm the CEO of my own company, and I'm the president of a foundation that means so much to so many women. Um, so it, it really is beautiful, and it makes me, like, it literally makes my heart melt. Um, but anyway, so essentially that's kind of, that's kind of the rundown. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what Girls Club is, but I want to talk about motivation. Um, and if you want to get your foot in the door, find a way in. And I mean it, like, I I did it. I did it myself. I knew I wanted something and I knew I was going to get it. And I don't want to sound overly confident, but at least if I really did not get the job, I would be able to say to myself, you did absolutely you, everything you could. And, you know, some people say that in the sense of like, yeah, just send a follow-up email, send this. Like, yeah, you can go that route. Or you know what? You can show for yourself and you can show them how bad you want it. Um, and you can show them why it would be a disappointment for them to lose you. And that's what I did um, in every single application and every single interview. And I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, not to sound overly confident, but everything I've ever interviewed for, I have gotten. Um, and it, like, I'm very proud to say that, but it's just because maybe it's because I'm an only child and I've always had only child syndrome where I am just like ultimately like a social butterfly and I know how to talk to myself. That's a real one. I have been talking to myself for years. That's why I'm doing this podcast. It's because I can talk to myself. Um, but you know, I'm also going to be interviewing other people on here. So don't worry. It won't just be me talking to myself, but, um, yeah, is really, if you want to get in there, if you want to have your seat at the table, earn it, take it. It's yours for the taking. Prove it. 
Um, and don't be afraid to say so at the same time as people expect women to be quiet. They expect them to just do as told. They expect them to do the bare minimum because you know what? The male CEOs and the male executives, they're the ones that they, they go the extra mile. Some Like that's the standard is like, it's just expected for men to be the ones that are going to get the job done. And you know what? No, no, that is not the case. Women do that too. And I'm here to tell you, like, you have you have every reason to be at that table. Just freaking go prove it. Just go and show for yourself, speak for yourself, respect yourself, and make sure that they respect you. And that's another thing I'm going to talk about in a separate episode is, like, respect and being respected in the sports industry. But, yeah, if you want to get your foot in the door, find a way in. I have said it once. I said it a couple minutes ago. I'm saying it again. Find your way in. There is a way and you can find it. You just have to figure it out. If it is sending them a hardbound book of your portfolio with your resume on cardstock, with your cover letter on cardstock, and a personalized um, card with it all packaged in first class mail with fragile stickers all over it, then that's your way in. That's what I did. If it is showing them a slideshow presentation when they're supposed to be interviewing you and you are the one that takes control of the interview, then that's your way in. If it is connecting with them on LinkedIn years in advance to actually gain the position offer, then that's your way in. Use the tools that we can. And LinkedIn is a big one. Like I said, I'm going to do a separate episode on this, guys, but LinkedIn is so useful and seriously, like it is it is for networking. It is for talking to people that you would not normally get the opportunity to talk to. So I disagree with the fact that you keep it as just people you know. I think you keep it as people you want to know. I think that's who you keep it as is the people, the company you want to keep. Um, so that's my personal opinion. It's done me well. Um, and you don't have to use it, but if you do, I, I think it's going to be successful for you. So now I just want to talk about who are you going to be in this industry? Um, and I just want to really briefly hone in on this because we can be a lot of things in sports, but one thing that I think every woman in this industry should be is a, is a, a leader for themselves. Um, I'm not saying you have to lead your department, but you have to be a leader and an advocate for yourself. And you have to have respect for what you're doing and for, you know, being a woman in this industry. Um, because I know that maybe it, maybe at your organization, it doesn't seem this way, but for a lot of women, it does. It's hard to break into sports and it's hard to be respected in sports. So you should be so proud of working in sports. I've actually seen that some women in this industry they don't like to like have a notebook that says women in sports on it or they don't like to have like their mug that says what a women in sports deserve respect whatever it is those are all girls club items those are just the first things that came to my head but you know like I think you should really be proud of what you're doing and I also want to say that who you are going to be in this industry is so important because even if it doesn't feel like it, there are eyes on you. Um, there are eyes on you the minute you step foot into a male-dominated industry. Um, it's the males looking at you. It's the people who underestimate it, look, 
underestimate you looking at you and it is the people who look up to you it is the girls who say I want to be her and I'm just going to say this real quick if you can see her you can be her um like I said like I was a young girl watching sports on my television and I remember I would see I would see Aaron Andrews occasionally and I would see you know the occasional um female working on the bench as like an AT or you know um social media stuff but I didn't see it a lot but I I saw it enough at least and what I mean by that is really if you if you can see that woman that you want to be this is why representation matters and this is why girls club and this podcast and everything I'm doing has been started but if you can see who you can be in the future it it really motivates you it motivates the crap out of you and so you know I was I was able to see like people like Aaron Andrews and like no I never wanted to be a sports reporter but I did see that she was in the male dominate industry I saw what was happening and that is something that I like I always look at and I'm like that I'm so thankful for and that is one of the sole reasons Girls Club is here today and that's why this podcast is here is because if you can see this woman you can be her and the fun thing is that you are her so just know that like who you are going to be is like you're you're going to be her um but with that also comes the territory of there are people who are going to underestimate you and um we're going to be underrepresented, but that's what Girls Club is filling in the gap of, is we're going to make sure that you feel empowered, and we're going to make sure that you are represented, and that's that's really what this podcast is about, is, you know, spotlighting women in sports, um, and so um, you're going to be hearing a lot of interviews on here, you're going to be hearing a lot of tips for breaking into sports, so that's kind of just the original rundown that I want to give with you guys, is just think about that, um, And then the last thing I want to really hone in on is, like, really celebrate yourself. Because you should be so freaking proud of who you are and who you've become and everything you've accomplished. Like, I did not give myself enough praise when I was in college. And every time I failed, I just let it feel like I was rock bottom. Um, so I'm not saying you need to start a journal. I don't, I don't journal. I wish I journaled. Maybe I'll start it. Maybe that's one thing we'll do on here is like journal sessions, but, um, you know, just say thank you to yourself and like, just know that it's okay. You can go at your own speed. You can set your own goals, but you just gotta say thank you to yourself. Um, because, you know, at the end of end of the week when you just finished working four game days and you have like oil in your hair and you haven't showered and you're exhausted and the only thing you're running on is Starbucks coffee and and fumes just say thank you because you're working really hard you're making a difference and you know how many little girls are looking up to you um and and just saying I want to be her even if you think that you don't even if you think you're not being seen, I promise you there's somebody watching. Um, so celebrate yourself. Like you're you're doing a kick-ass job. So just really know that you are doing such a wonderful job. Um, and then I also wanted to just say that I am I get so many questions through girls club DMs and emails and stuff and like even emails to my personal email. And I really want to answer those questions. 
but it can get really difficult answering every single one separately via email, especially when they're similar. So, but I do want to help you guys with your personal situations and stuff. So, um, once a month, I'm going to do an episode called Dear Delaney, and um, I will be answering your guys' specific questions. So, if you have a specific scenario that you want me to give some advice on, I will most certainly do that. And I don't want you to think that because I'm 23 years old, I don't have advice for these things because I feel like I've lived so many lives. I've, I've, worked in sports for um, six years and also on top of that like it took a lot for me to start my own company and I've learned so much Um, and another thing is I just hosted a women in sports conference last month in Nashville there will be one a year by the way Um, but right now we have our New Jersey Devils women in sports night coming up so go buy your tickets for that Um, but really like I've learned so much from other women and I'm not just using my experiences when I give you guys advice. I'm giving you advice from the woman who I've heard it from and I'm just reiterating it and I'm just using the knowledge that they've given me. Um, But yeah, there's a reason I've been in the room with people that are like some of the top executives. And so I I feel like I can really share with you guys and I want to help you guys get into those rooms too and I want I want to give you guys all the resources that I can because it's just so important that we as women support each other and that we really just have each other's backs and that's what I'm here to do is I'm here to really just help you all in the sports industry um so yeah all right guys I I'm so proud that you guys are here. I'm so proud to be doing this. Thank you guys so much for listening to Game Day Girl Podcast. New episodes out every Friday. Let me know who you want to talk to. Let me know who you want as speakers, what stories you want to hear, what advice you have. Um, And then if you want to send me an email for it to be featured in Dear Delaney, send it to delaneyg at sportsgirlsclub.com. delaneyg at sportsgirlsclub.com. And... I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I officially have, like I successfully got through talking to myself in a microphone for the past 40 minutes. How cool is that? That is that is only child syndrome right there. Um, and I know this episode was a little more on the serious side at times, but you know what? It had to be said. I said it. And I hope you guys are motivated. And I hope I get you guys really motivated in these next episodes. I hope I get the people that you want to listen to. And ultimately, um, I, I I want you guys to know we're going to have a lot of fun in these podcasts. Um, there, This was my intro for you guys. This was for you guys to know who I am um, and what this is all going to be about. So just know it's not going to be all serious. And I... I Personally, I think I'm quite hilarious, so I'm sure we're going to be having some laughs on here. Um, All that being said, thank you times a million, and yeah, tune in next week for Game Day Girl Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Game Day Girl Podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And if you have a question for Dear Delaney episodes, send your email to delaneyg at sportsgirlsclub.com. And be sure to follow us on social media at Game Day Girl Pod.